Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 122 of the Three Point Podcast. Our trifecta includes the young buck, Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Our middleman is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm the old geezer, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio. Our partners include Advanced Elevator, Card Service Michiana, Corona Connection, Promec Engineering, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, and we welcome our brand new partners, Nelson House Funeral Homes, servicing mid-Michigan since, get this, 1880. Three Point Podcast is syndicated on Sports Radio Detroit. Help us continue to grow by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of the other big podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email, threepointpod at gmail.com. We're going to get it rolling right after this. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our community. They're not tied into an out-of-state corporation or their board of directors. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. With unique service to represent unique lives in mid-Michigan, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. The business started in 1880 and continues the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Well, it was another crazy week with the Black Lives Matter slash George Floyd marches continuing. The NBA and NHL is set with a plan to resume. And, oh, wouldn't you know it, Major League Baseball continuing to blow it, in my opinion. And Jared's back after a lot of OT work to edge towards making up the missing five bills. Welcome back, Jared. How you been? Uh, I've been good. Uh, This is sort of like when... um like Michael Jordan, I, we're all kind of Michael Jordan out right now with the Last Dance and everything that's been going on. That's it's on our brains. Uh, this is sort of like what I compare it to is when he left to join like the baseball. Like I went to like you know do some other work. You guys were able to keep the ship afloat while I was gone. Now Michael Jordan's back to kind of like bring back the three rings <laughs> to keep us rolling. Well, we really missed you, and I'm sure our listeners did. Now, can I ask you a couple of technical things here on uh, how we operate? Now we we try to work with your schedule as much as possible, <laughs> yes. right? Is there ever any consideration, even if you're up north, of picking a time where you can pull away for a 
you know, half an hour? hour, no, half hour, hour phone call after you're done working. I mean, Matt and I are pretty flexible on recording times, aren't we, Matt? Pretty flexible, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, it was a guest, if you remember right. That was what the reason the last time I that's wasn't true. able to come on, that's which was true. a great guest. Reggie, by the way, did a great job. I really enjoyed listening to that. But that's why we were slotted for time. I'm sorry. When concrete pours are coming in, and I'm probably losing some listeners by saying that, but <laughs> concrete pours are coming in, nothing waits for the concrete. You know as well as we do. When the concrete's starting to dry, you can't step away for 30 minutes. Then you lose the whole patio. Well, fair enough. And and you're absolutely right. Really, the, the, the scheduling conflict was because we had Reggie scheduled and uh, didn't want to mess that up. But we did miss you, Jared. Now, in our conversation with Reggie, we were talking about uh, – the, the whole uh, protesting that was going on last week, hard and heavy, and it seems like it's continuing on. Uh, some of your thoughts on, on what's going on in the world. You know, I have to just throw out this little editorial comment that really we have to rely now on your generation to help straighten things out. We've My generation's kind of messed things up. Yep. you got to fix it. Any well, thoughts? I, uh, yeah. well, well, I, I will say this. So with when I was up north working, and I see the – this was kind of right when things were kind of hitting a boiling point. Seems like things seem to have like cooled down a little bit now, but this was like a last weekend, I believe, and it was Saturday night. And you just, I was watching, I couldn't take my eyes off of like the Grand Rapids, like Fox 17, uh, where I work, like their new, their stream, because it's like they're inching closer to like my apartment, like with these, this vandalism. So it's like I was kind of a little bit nervous about that. And, it's just, it's just the whole thing is crazy. I mean, obviously, like, I don't know if violence is, is the right way or, you know, looting and all that sort of stuff, but it, but people won't listen. And I know everyone's – Colin Kaepernick is looking like, you know, the smartest man in the entire world, which a lot of people kind of thought he was back then. But right. it's like, what do you want us to do? I get, like, how people – they're complaining, like, oh, this is not the way to do it. But what is the way to do it? Because we tried kneeling or whatever. We tried doing the peaceful protest, and that clearly didn't work. Yeah, I, I've just – Something that started to boggle my mind a little bit, and I mean, I've, I've thought about it before when we've seen some of these protests or some other things. This one seems a little different. I think we're starting to see this one feels a little different. But seeing the the difference between how the cops handle, like, when it turns violent, and then you see, like, you know, the, the, we talked about last week, the video in Flint, or there's been a ton of other cities where the cops have really, like, just talked to their community and things have went fine. I saw videos of, like, cops dancing with, a bunch of protesters and, you know, stuff like that, marching with them, kneeling, doing all that stuff. Like, it's strange to me. I don't know what you guys think, but, you know, the cops should be there to try and almost just, like, manage the protest, not try and, like, enforce their power. And it just seems like sometimes, yeah, maybe it's getting a little edgy. Maybe the protest is starting to heat up a little bit. But until the police starts acting aggressive and, firing tear gas and starting to fire rubber bullets or coming at them with their their riot shields and stuff then that's when it really starts to snowball and starts going crazy like i I just feel like i don't know like it's kind of hard because i'm not in that position i'm not a not a cop you know so i can't even imagine what that would be like but you guys kind of get what i'm saying like the times that the cops aren't the aggressor it seems like these protests are going fine oh you're you're right on i mean there's a lot that we don't know because we're not in, not in the middle of this. That's for sure. But you know, when they, I don't know if you saw the uh, the video on Twitter or YouTube of the guy was watching these soldiers or cops that were all geared out in stormtrooper outfits. It looked like, and he was playing the Star Trooper yeah. theme from uh, Star Trek or Star Star Wars rather. <laughs> no, I guess that's good that you don't know that because that would make you a nerd. But I guess I'm a nerd. That is not the from Star Trek. That's from Star, Star Wars. Wars. I, I, and I it is the Empire. The Empire like march. So that's technically the term (laughs) but yeah it's 
I mean, I know you guys talked about it a lot last week, and it, it, like I said, it seems to be down, down, dying down a little bit, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it definitely there needs to be change. I will say it seems like the cops, just because they're kind of in a position of power, like they're almost being scapegoated. I think it's like everything is like everyone's like every system is like racist. People are trying to like point to the cops as like the scapegoat, like, oh, we need to fix the, the cop system or the judicial system or whatever you want to say, but I think it's everything. So I don't know, it, and people are acting like it's, it's not going to change overnight. I do think that these protests, like it's changed, like a, like it's slow. We're going to see change slowly over time because of them. But I don't think it's just the police. Like obviously they are a big problem, and they are the root of it. But there's still a lot of other stuff that's like it's a whole it's the whole world that needs to change. Oh, you're much. you're so right, and I think we're starting to see little bit of progress maybe this is the event that helps swing the tide i can only hope so i doubt it but i hope so i mean you know you think about it if you're in germany and after world war ii do you think they were prominently displaying the nazi flag like they do the confederate flag in different areas of this country i mean you think about that war really it was all about well a major part of it i'm not going to get into all the semantics of it, it was about slavery freeing the slaves yeah. right and there's still people flying confederate flags and as a country we do have to make some progress and and hopefully we'll see some you brought it up in the beginning when you talked about colin kaepernick and now uh goodell he comes out and says you know what the nfl didn't handle that right that was a big move by him i think right there and it was obviously a pr move but yeah. uh, I Let's hope that maybe maybe something comes of it. And that's I, I remember seeing that like so, someone said this where it's like it's 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 safe now to like be a part of the like protest I guess like to post the black pictures on Instagram and to uh, like right. do do stuff like so I don't know there's like a and that's where I feel like I kind of struggle with do I like anytime I like think about like posting something like along those lines on on Insta- on Twitter or whatever it's like I just feel like it's almost like posing I don't know. I do believe in like what a lot of people are saying, but I just don't know if there's a good way to go about it where it's like it's you're not just another per like you see influencers or whatever quote unquote influencers where they're at these protests and they're like taking up like they're just taking like Instagram pictures mm-hmm. where it's like are you actually like protesting something or are you just going just to get your fits off and like go to base like I saw grow your brand where, where one of the comments was like this is Floyd Cella like it's not like oh it, you know where it's like it's just I don't know there's a little bit of a medium ground where it's tough to find I think oh there's there's definitely a whole other side to this with the influencers and I've, I've seen videos like what you're talking about like influencers going up to where they're rebuilding the city and they take a picture quick with like a paintbrush or a drill and then they're they're not even actually helping so that's a whole other side to this really our whole society that's just kind of messed up but i think you guys talked about it like or we talked about it last week with reggie and you guys mentioned it just then that you know it does seem like maybe this is opening a lot of people's eyes i guess if you want to say it that way but you know it's just crazy when you think back and like ted you mentioned it last week that you felt like this is the worst you've ever seen it so basically in your whole lifetime nothing truly there has been improvements but you know there's clearly still a huge issue and i mean there were riots back to like the early 1900s and really like our, if you if we really talk about it, our country was like founded on racism. I mean, we came over here and stole the country from yeah. Native Americans. We brought, you know, people over here from another country, made them slaves. They basically had no rights, and it took so long for them to get any rights. Basically, so you know, I think that the whole like talking about Jared, you talking about it's not just the cops. You know, that's that's a good point. Obviously, that's a huge problem. There's a problem within the law enforcement community, but we've heard it time and time again in the last week or two. There's systematic racism in this country, and it's, like, generational. You know, like, people 
through generations are just teaching their kids every generation racist stuff and like i don't understand it like you always hear it kids aren't born racist they're taught to be racist and maybe i think about it now because i'm a dad but you know it's it's really sad to see kids that are innocent they don't see the difference and they don't see this stuff the way that they're being taught or their their parents or the grandparents who are racist and then they're being taught that stuff and i think that's like where things need to change right and oh yeah the, the generational racism is something that really needs to change. I think of it like, like I was I was just thinking as you guys were talking, like people have talked about, you know, maybe this is a time that something changes or, you know, maybe this is opening some people's eyes. And I was just thinking like, you know, it's like uh, like New Year's resolutions. Every year there's those people, you guys know who I'm talking about. Every New Year's, it's the same resolution. This is the year that I'm going to get back into shape. This is the year that I'm going to start like me. eating. Me too. And then maybe for a month or two. They are, but then slowly it fades off, and then they're back to their old ways. Next New Year's, it's the same resolution. And it kind of seems like that's been the race issue in our country. Like, something like this happens, and for a while, you know, we're kind of going in together, you know, we're, we're trying to make change, and then we fall back into old habits. So it, we just really need, hopefully, like, the generational racism stuff starts to go away, and maybe something like this has opened a lot of people's eyes to make, like, an, a legitimate change in their life. You know, Matt, you and I banged it around last week with our thoughts, but, I, Jared, I just got a, a question for you. You know, being the young buck here and, you know, growing up here in our area, which, let's face it, it's there's not a lot of color. There's a little bit, but there's not a lot. Uh, how, how do you see it with, like, the people you run with, maybe some of the people you don't run with? Do you see this underlying racism here in our in, area? In, like, Owasso area? Yeah. yeah. I, I Like, definitely. I mean, just the fact, like, I, I, a lot of my friends that I, like that grew up here that that are black, like they just talk to me about it all the time. Like there's stuff that you don't see and you're never gonna see, right? That you don't even realize. Like obviously we can't really step in their shoes, For and sure. that's what you hear is like. But you can just see it, like just the way people talk and the way people act. Like I just, I don't. It's it, not, without like naming names no. and stuff like that. It's just it definitely like there's it's 100 percent a problem. Now as a citizen, you know, and shoot, I've talked about it before. I'm in my almost mid-60s now, I've heard comments before throughout my lifetime, people will make racist comments or something, and instead of me saying, you know, shut your mouth, you know, just let it go, don't say anything back, but, you know, maybe it's time that we step up, you know, and say something to people that, you know, that's not appropriate. How can you say that, you know? I I, I don't know what else we can do, you know, because definitely things need to change. Well, I think the pro- the protests are honestly, and I, and I said how it's like there's influencers. I don't think we should focus on like those type, of, like because no. that's not the vast majority right. of the people. Is the vast majority are people who are actually like doing this because they want to see like change, and that's like good. I think that that's like pretty much honestly, like, that's why people are getting mad. Like I've, the old looting and this is not the way, but you have to, I guess, get attention somehow. Like I don't think that th- it is the right way, but obviously we won't listen. It took this to make Roger Goodell and. To him, to even say that how they treated Colin Kaepernick was wrong. So it's, I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look back at the whole thing, too, you know, how it just makes you wonder you know, would there have been a, as much, anywhere near as much of violence and, and looting if there wasn't instigators that maybe had a different agenda? You know, I'm talking about even white people, you know, yeah. they're out there with their mask and they're, I've, I've saw plenty of videos of them hitting windows, you know, looting, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is honestly the majority of. It maybe you know some of them are like to make a point, like to mm-hmm. help the protest, I guess. Or but I feel like a lot of it is just like, oh, this is a great opportunity to. 
And it's weird when you see these videos where, like, like I said, I was talking about when I was watching the Grand Rapids one from a couple weeks. Like, it's literally live footage, and it's just showing this guy with like a pole, like just trying to break through this wit. Like, do you not see the camera just like right. right on you? Like, do this? I don't know. But isn't it kind of funny looking back on just like the Colin Kaepernick? Like, remember how outraged people oh, were yeah. about that? And it just looking back, it's like, what were you so? I think outraged about. I, I wasn't like, outraged, but I think I might have. I've changed my whole spin on that. I think when, originally when it happened, you know, I thought, yeah, that's disrespectful to the flag. But I think I've come come around full circle now. It was a peaceful protest. I, I I'm not a big fan of it still, but I get the whole thing, and I, I, we'll probably see more of that. Well, that's that's kind of the thing. Is like, I mean, he he laid it out from day one that it had nothing to do with the flag. That was just his platform you right. know, to do it, and. And one, to, like, garner attention. You know, like, if he took a knee, I mean, he was a big enough, he was a pretty big superstar in the NFL, so really anything he would have done probably would have got noticed. But that was on, like, the grand stage in, in NFL Sunday. So he knew it was going to get attention. It was never about the flag. And, you know, I, I think, like, Ted, you were talking about if you hear a comment or, you know, we've all heard stuff being said. And, yeah, sometimes, you know, you're, you feel it's not right and you want to say something, but then maybe you don't because, you don't want to start an argument or whatever, but maybe that's like kind of the step that people are going to start taking. But like it just made me, when you were saying that, it made me think of like Drew Brees. I'm sure you guys saw. Yeah. Came out in a in an interview, and yeah, he said that he still would be uh, basically said like he still would be against anyone kneeling during the national anthem. And then boom, I mean, he just got he got ripped apart immediately. Kind of like what you were saying, people started calling him out. And maybe it opened his eyes. He, you know, he did come back and apologize, and he made like a big statement. He even made a statement to Trump, and you know, so like he maybe that was him getting called out, and now he's maybe opened his eyes and seen some things. And like I've seen some people say, like you know, you always talk about like the light bulb, electricity, uh, the printing press, you know, all these like amazing, the the best inventions in the world. But some people said like I think maybe the best invention in the world. We used to kind of think it maybe was the worst, but maybe now it's the best is the camera phone, the cell phone camera, yeah. because it, it's like opening a lot of people's eyes to how bad things are. Because, you know, before 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, when stuff like this would happen, you would maybe just have the few pictures. And now, I mean, something happens, you got video. I mean, like this George Floyd, you had video, and then boom, it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook, it's all over the world. So, like, people are actually being held accountable. So maybe, you know, all the... The bad that comes from Ted, you rip like Jared's generation for being on the phones all the time, but <laughs> it, it is actually good calling people out. Like this is not letting people hide behind their their stupidity, basically. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what it's it's definitely been a hot topic, and let's hope things can change. I know I I really thought about the one comment you ended up with last week, Matt. Uh, I don't know if it will credit you with it. You might have heard it somewhere, but the whole thing about the bad apples you know you don't want to have a bad apple pilot and you don't want to have a bad apple cop and that really hit home i mean that's where you know we're talking about hey we need to speak up if we hear something that's not right well that's the same thing with the police if there's a bad apple in the police department he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing they've got to step up instead of having the good old boy fraternity and you know just turning their back on that i will say this like and I, I, I sometimes feel this way about, like, the military as well. Like, there's people I know that, like, are cops, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how in God's green earth are they a cop? <laughs> like, and, and, and I just feel like the training. Like, I, I know the state troopers, like, they're legit. Like, right. I just, for my mom, no like, doubt. I hear about how, like, rigorous the, like, how hard it is to get in and how hard the training is. Like, why not make the training for, like, I feel like this is 
maybe it's not as simple as it sounds. Like maybe there's a shortage of cops or something that that's keeping them from doing this. But like, it seems like such an easy fix to just make the training and like the braining or like the mental examinations or whatever you have to do, like just make that a lot tougher, like to become a cop. It just seems easy. I don't know. I saw some people on Twitter posting some, basically some, some postings like from indeed or, you know, whatever job postings for cops. And honestly, it looked like it was for old Navy or something like it, it was basically like a high school job yeah job posting and yeah I, i'm with you jared it seems like that's the whole bad apple thing and it was it was a chris rock stand-up routine that was it where yep. the bad apple thing came from so I, I won't take credit for that but yeah that that goes to that point why would you want any bad apples in a police force i mean these are the people that are supposed to be protecting your community i mean obviously not not everyone in in that field is going to be perfect. There's always going to be some, but like you would think you would strive to like train people to be the best of the best point Jared about like seeing some people who are cops and be like, are you kidding me? I've thought about that before too, with some people who I knew from high school or from like an area high school, they're just whatever who got into the police force and thinking like, I feel like you're getting in for the wrong reason. I don't think you really want to like serve and protect the community. I think you either just want to shoot some guns, Mm-hmm. or you have racist tendencies, or you have, like, you just want to have power over some people. You know, maybe they weren't necessarily, like, the quote-unquote coolest growing up, or, you know, they they didn't have the best, you know, upbringing or something like that, and they see being a cop as, like, I've got this badge, I've got this gun, I can, like, have some power over some people. And, you know, I'm not saying that's everyone. I do still think the majority of cops did get into it for the right reason, but there's a lot of people, I think, who didn't, and I think that's showing up. Like I know, and and my my dad didn't end up becoming a cop, but I remember like, hey, like, why did you go to school to become a cop? He's like, because I only, I only was gonna be able to go to school for two years. That's the amount of money I had, so I had to get a two year degree. That, like, that, it, and that was it, his thought yeah, process. I know, and it, and like, if you were a Martian and you came down on this earth and you like looked at all the jobs and you saw like police, like you would think like, oh, these are like the the creme de la creme of like cream of the crop, yeah, of your like citizens. Like they get paid the most, they are the most valued, and it's just not that way. Right. And I don't know how to fix that, but it's just like maybe, like I said, the training. Just maybe before we move on, real quick, I know we probably went longer on this than we planned, but we did. I saw a, a John Oliver. You got, I know you guys know who John Oliver mm-hmm. is for so sure. One of his shows, the last it was either a night or two ago. But he talked about the whole defunding thing, and I don't know if you guys have, have looked much into that, but I, I didn't know a whole lot about the whole defunding thing. Like, people have started to talk about defund the police. I honestly thought it was just basically, like, take money away from the police. I, I honestly didn't know much about it. But he was talking about, like, the idea behind that is, like, police are asked to do too much. You know, they're asked to deal with uh, mental sickness, or they're asked to deal with some of these situations that, maybe isn't necessarily in the job description. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, made me think, like, yeah, like, that's kind of, like, whenever there's anything, people just say, like, call the cops, call the cops, call the cops, like, whatever it is. And sometimes it's like, well, maybe these men and women aren't necessarily trained to deal with this, but, like, that's just our solution. Call the cops, call the cops. So, like, the whole idea behind defunding is taking money maybe from the police and, like, reallocating it to mental health, issues, mental health you know, uh, treatments and other things. To like make it so cops don't have to do everything. I just thought that was really interesting to think about. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm sure it was the first thought that crossed my mind. Oh, they're going to take money away from the cops now. I mean, that's the immediate thought I had. Yeah, and that explains it a lot better. And in fact, I was planning on watching that John Oliver thing. I think you tweeted it on our site, and I'm definitely going to check that out. Oh, that must be nice with the HBO. Oh, yeah, I can. Oh, I can go on demand. I can watch that when I leave <laughs> yeah, here I tonight. I love it. Remember when I asked if I could borrow your login? You said no. No, no. What do you got to cha- trade me? 
I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> name something. I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to you next week. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it. Well, I think we've had enough on social issues. I think uh, next we're going to get into some sports. Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. An area business leader and a longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. TheCoronaConnection.com, they know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at CoronaConnection.com. Speaking of Corona, congratulations to the Odyssey of the Mind teams, the Cavaliers, had five qualifying teams from the elementary, middle, and high school levels placing in the top 20. The CHS high school squad took home the world championship, beating a field that included China and South Korea amongst others. Salute to coach Dan Flynn and team members Alex Sanderson, Alan Jones, Grace Basso, Isabel Rao, Lily Evans, David Harris, and Henna Nellis. They were great to be gold. Well, as you heard in the spot there from the Corona Connection, uh, Cavaliers of Corona take home another world championship in Odyssey of the Mind. Uh, I think I tweeted last week, congratulations, and I didn't quite make the cut in 1974. But uh, Is they, that true? You actually tried out? No, you no. Were it was, it, it oh. wasn't around then. <laughs> it, it was sarcasm, but uh, that's pretty impressive. I'm going to ask you that. If, if OM was even around back then. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but that's pretty impressive. And it, it, Is that your mother that's involved in that at all, Matt, or is that some other relation? They said one of the assistants uh, was uh, Linda Burns, I thought. No, not my mom. There, there must be another Linda Burns floating around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, not my mom. All right. Well, the head coach, Dan Flynn, I mean, he's been around for a long time. And I'll tell you what, that's quite a program over there. I'm not trying to, like, take anything. It's an honest question. Okay. They say world when they say world champion. Yeah. Is that like legitimate? Like, are they competing against? I mean, is there OM in every country? Like, is it legitimate? Like the Olympics? Well, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how many countries participate, but I will say this: and when you think uh, brainiacs, I mean, China competes in it. Here's what I South would say. Korea. Ignorance is blitz on that, and all I know is Corona seems to have a powerhouse That's in the right. Odyssey of the Mind department. And <laughs> and it's crazy that, like, you see some of those, like, challenges that they do. It's stuff that if I was, like, on their team, like, trying to – I would maybe work at it for three, four minutes, and then I, yeah. like, I have no idea what the heck to do on those, honestly. But I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll give them credit. That's just a heck of an achievement for sure, and they got a dynasty going over there, don't <laughs> they? They really do. <laughs> well, that's our high school. What if it's, like, we don't even know it? But, but like people look at Corona's Odyssey and they're like that. They, maybe they do honestly. Like they're like the the Warriors or something. You know what I? They're like the Chicago Bulls, like yes. the nineties. Like they, they're the premier program. Maybe we'll see a ten parter on uh, the Corona <laughs> yeah. Odyssey of the Minders. Well, speaking of sports, fellas, uh, let's get into it a little bit. Uh, it looks like I said there uh, at the very beginning, the NBA come up with a plan. Looks like they're going to start playing. Thoughts on that? I just I think we need to get Matt's thoughts on this first. I mean, it's like t- this oh, is he's probably had like a wet dream. Yeah, like, when they announced this, it's heaven like, on earth. <laughs> yeah, you got you got Disney and you have the NBA. Yeah. Like, and the Lakers are the favorite to win the NBA title. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think you described it perfectly. I think <laughs> that is exactly my first reaction. I thought it was like all the best worlds coming together because especially when I saw that the NBA or Disney, you know, that everyone's going to allow the players to. They have to stay on the Disney like campus, the Disney area, but they're going to be able to like go to the restaurants or anything like that. And I was just thinking, how cool would it be to be going to get a Mickey ice cream bar, Mickey pretzel, and LeBron and Anthony Davis are just chilling there eating some lunch? 
I mean, Disney's already the best place on earth, but you throw that in there. Well, well, tell me that's not on your list to go down there since you get free admission anyway. You're gonna be you're gonna be trolling down there somewhere, there, aren't you? I'll go by myself if my wife and daughter <laughs> can't go. I'll make the trip myself, basically. So can we? So what exactly? Now, I thought that my understanding was that the NBA teams are going to be there, and maybe this is you guys just making a joke, but I thought that they're going to be, like, basically in lockdown. Like, just the NBA teams, like, maybe their families are going to be there while they finish out the rest of the season. Or is it going to be the parks going to be open to the public, and they're just going to be happen to be there? The parks are open. They're open now. I mean, yeah, as far as what I read, um, I mean, the parks are going to be open at, like, limited capacity, not, like, 100%. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be all limited. It's all going to be like protected. But I don't, I, I don't think they're going to be able to like. I don't, maybe the NBA players won't be able to go to the parks, but it just said they'll be allowed to go to dining uh, at Disney. So they won't be like literally stuck in their hotel. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, they have to stay there. And I think they said they're only allowing a couple like immediate family members. You know, probably like spouses and maybe kids or something. But otherwise, yeah, they're basically living in a bubble for whatever two months. It's funny how you like it sounds like to us. It sounds like it would be awesome, but for these NBA players, they're probably like, "This is going to be hell on earth." I mean, you got James Harden who has his jersey retired in a strip club in <laughs> Houston. Like, like now he's got to be walking around with a, a Mickey Mouse ice cream. Like on the like, it's just and one, it, you already know that the storylines are going to be even if like middle of the playoffs like if there's a picture of lebron at what's the like what is it the try eat all eat at all the restaurants around the world at disney world what's is that what that's called or whatever where it's all the different like epcot yeah like there'll be a picture of him and then they'll lose a playoff game and that'll be the whole like news story on espn and like on fox sports like that entire next day is how like how could you be out doing this when you're in the middle of a playoff run no you're, you're probably right because you know that's going to happen i mean they're going to get a little like stir crazy if they're having to be stuck inside their their hotel but i don't know like what do you guys think about i mean obviously we're excited for nba to come back and see some sports especially the nba but like are you excited about i guess maybe the quality of play maybe to your point jared if people are walking around drinking around the world and eat crushing mickey pretzels the whole time like they've been you know obviously they've been practicing but not necessarily practicing with their team for a while you know is it, is it going to be like they have the little like mini eight-game season or whatever they're going to do beforehand mm-hmm. to shake the rust off, but are you actually excited to watch them play? I, yeah, I mean, especially because it's it, – think about it. We are all kind of similar fans of the NBA where we watch every playoff game, we'll watch, you know, a Sunday primetime NBA game here or there. This is basically just cutting out the part that we – That we, we never really, watched. That we right. never really watched in the first place, and it's just going to be – everyone's going to be watching it now, which I love. Like you said, the Major League Baseball dragging their feet. I don't, we don't really care too much about the NHL, even though if it somehow did come back without anything we'll watch else, we some. would watch it. Right. It's kind of the perfect storm, and, and – and not to steal a take or anything from, like, I don't remember how I heard this from Shannon Sharp. I don't really watch their show. But he's saying how the quality of play, no one's going to complain about it or give an asterisk on this season unless it's the Lakers and LeBron James that, that end up winning this. Like, that's the only way that people are going to complain and say, oh, like, this doesn't count. That's a fair statement, really, when you think about it. You, you know, I, I I don't look at it like you should put an asterisk by it. I mean, they played a pretty good portion of the season, and if they do put an eight-game regular season play-in thing, get get the rust out like Matt said, I think it's fairly legitimate. Matt, do you know, like, behind the scenes, like, TV, like, TV is 100% going to be allowed? I heard that, and Ted, you're probably going to roll your eyes at this, apparently they're going to be boosting, like, 2K, NBA 2K, the video game, like, sound effects into the, like, TV broadcast. I told you they were going to do something like that. <laughs> I'm not that huge a fan either way, but I, I figured they'd do something like that. 
Yeah, they've they've talked about that trying that. I think maybe some like some soccer leagues overseas and even that the Korean baseball league has been playing around with it. Um and I mean for the most part they've figured it out. It definitely doesn't sound real or natural, especially if it's the, like the two K fake nets. Uh <laughs> but yeah, they're they're definitely gonna try and do that and I mean they're going to put it on TV. There's going to be no fans except for those spots. So I, I thought it was going to look like a middle school basketball game, like just grandpas and parents in the stands, and that's basically all it is. So, I mean, you don't want to just hear nothing, so they're going to try and do something with the fake mats, but I'm sure it'll be like a trial run. If they do it for a few games and people hate it, maybe they'll change it. You know people are going to hate it. People hate everything. That's yeah. I mean, you got guys like Ted who complain about having the the, the – area of a football field like a little bit more green like until the first down marker <laughs> you didn't hear me complain about that <laughs> you probably don't You're like it, it, it. Do you no, like it? yeah it's fine i don't have any problem with that actually and i don't i think that uh, in today's day and age of television which let's face it tv rules everything in sports i think they'll come up with some innovative th- innovative things to use you know i don't know if they'll do the full mic the guys but i'm sure it'll be all close-up shots of the court you're not going to see empty seats really are you I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid any empty seats, but yeah, I mean, they won't. They'll do everything they can to not show empty seats. You won't. The, the thing that will suck, especially thinking about like college football, but NBA too, is you know sometimes that's some of the best parts of watching a game is when they cut to the crowd and they go to the student section or they go to some crazy fans. So you know you're going to miss out on that. But, but yeah, they're going to do everything they can. Maybe more shots of the bench or the coach, you know, stuff like that. But. And- It'll be different, but it's sports. I think we'll all be happy, and we won't. I feel like for a few games, it's going to be weird, but then we're going to completely forget about it. Yeah, I don't. I think at first it'll be cool, like first, you know, first week or so. Like, oh, this is pretty sweet, and then it's going to be like, oh, like game seven of the NBA Finals, or you know, like the Kawhi shot last year against the Sixers, like where it's like it's a unbelievable moment, but it's going to feel so small because there's no one, like, there's not a huge crowd. And and part of the, and this is me because I'm kind of an idiot, part of my favorite thing about, like, NBA games, especially Toronto Raptors games, is the fact that there's the celebrities sitting courtside. Like, every time I'm watching that game, like, every time it pans and it shows, like, oh, there's Drake. Right. Then they'll go down the other and then they'll come back, like, oh, there's Drake again. Like, what's he doing? Like, I just, that's something dumb that I appreciate. Do you, that That's a fair point there, and I do the same thing. But let me ask you this. Even though these guys, these guys in the NBA, they're they're getting paid mega millions. Do you think there's a little bit of something to, you know, when you play home court advantage and you have the crowd just all of a sudden, you you know, the home team goes on a run and the crowd's going absolutely nuts and that kicks up their adrenaline a little bit? We're going to be missing that. Do you think there's anything to that at all? Oh, I, I mean, definitely, I mean, like the Warriors, the Oracle, like right. remember that just from the past few years, yeah. like it was almost impossible to win there. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely takes away the whole home court advantage thing because, I mean, yeah, your point is exactly spot on. If the team goes on a ridiculous run, it's just going to be silent. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, weird. Like at Oracle, just rocking and going crazy, you're not even going to feel that. Yeah, that's one negative, but I think just playing outweighs everything. We want sports so bad right now, and I think it's going to be cool. I think even though it's going to be different, and have you heard anything specifically on next season? Let's say that they pull this off without a hitch. Are they going to delay the season to Christmas, what we talked about? They're going to do it like December 1st, I think I read, that they'll start the season next year? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of the plan. Is Obviously, as long as no other outbreaks happen with the virus or, you know, nothing like that, it'll basically, it's going to be a shortened season, but it'll basically roll right into next season for the most part. Yeah. 
I think we all are under the same agreement where we wish that the NBA season would start on Christmas Day. I think that'd be awesome. So I, I I'm I'm looking forward to at least having that late start this this year, and then if it goes back to normal or whatever, which it probably will, like I'm okay with that. But got to find the silver linings with this stuff. Like I said, hopefully they do do the the television right where when they're on these games and there's no fans in the stands, like where they have the court mic'd up like hundred percent, right. like whether they have to do it. Like, isn't there now, this is a dumb question. I know that there are there no is dumb a delay, questions, Jared. but there That's is no a, the, there is a delay, like a five second delay on live television. Correct. So where, even if they do have these courts mic'd up and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of swearing and stuff like that with the players, they can like bleep it out or whatever. Yeah. What? I mean, they can bleep it out. I'm sure you've watched even games where a fan, yeah. you, sometimes like a fan swearing sneaks in and then, like, it, it drops out, like, five seconds yep, later yep. because the person hit the dump button too late. But, yep. I mean, yeah, they, there's I – mean, we've talked about it before. It would be awesome if they put an NBA game on pay-per-view and just mic'd all the players up and let it go like that. I, I'd be surprised if it's that, you know, where you can hear the players at, like, literally talking. I'll be surprised if, it, if it's that far. But well, the NBA wants to do everything to protect their image. And if you hear what those players are saying on the court – I think a lot of people would not like it. Well, you, you led right in what I was going to ask, and I guess you explained why they won't do it, but how awesome would it be? I mean, we've, we've watched these documentaries now. They have the unedited version on uh, ESPN and then the edited version on ESPN2. It would be just incredible, especially in this circumstance, See, if you could do that. But I don't know I don't know if they've came out and said whether or not, like, are they going to be doing, like, the defense, like, oh. like through the sc- – because I know if you remember, like, last year, I think it was, the Warriors did, like, a old-school night where there was no music and and, the, and everyone just bitched about it. Right, how it was, right. like, it threw them out of the rhythm, especially Draymond Green. It's like, this is absolutely horrible. Like, how could you do this? This isn't fair to us. So, it, it's like, are they going to be – piping in like that sort of stuff like i think that's kind of corny yeah but then again the players hate it the other way so i don't know can't win but we'll see i I mean i'm ready for it that's for sure we'll continue on the sports topic before we get to uh, some other stuff fellas uh i just want to do a quick little editorial comment on our podcast you know we we picked up a new sponsor with nelson house funeral homes we really have been uh kind of quietly growing our brand if you will and we really appreciate all the support from everybody that's listened in you know we got almost 200,000 listeners on SoundCloud and some of the other sites that we've documented uh, I'm really impressed with what uh, Matt you're really the the ringleader on our social media stuff with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram but we got like almost 15,000 followers alone on that which is pretty good and you know just a just a final statement on where we have gotten to the point where you know we're moving right along and growing you know, we're looking to make a little push here before July 1st and pick up a couple more sponsors to get on board. So it's pretty inexpensive. Just reach out to us on social media and we'll we'll hook you up. How's that? Leading into our first commercial break here for this segment. <laughs> Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our community. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. Since 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop, they're the best in the business, I can tell you that. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234. 
Everybody likes a great deal, right? Well, go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. The auction house is packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com and sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. Well, step up and help one of our great partners today or tomorrow. Stop into Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. They are now open for food and fun with inside seating. Takeout is still available, including a wide variety of craft brews and growlers. They were there for us. Make sure you're there for them. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. All right, guys, we were talking about the NBA, and like you said, Jared, we're not I mean, we'll watch NHL. I'll I'll check in for sure if it's a semifinal or a Stanley Cup final, Game Seven. I'm watching yeah. that baby because that's that's intensity. Plus, they have one of the best play-by-play announcers of all time in Doc Emmerich. He really knows how to bring it. But uh, you know, we'll just watch the NHL. They're going to go right to the playoffs when they go back. But what in the hell is going on in Major League Baseball? I mean, they they had it sitting right there. They had. They could have been back first. They could have had all the eyes yeah. of all the sports fans on them. They completely blew it, didn't they? I think they definitely did. For and you and everyone talks about how it's a it's a dying sport or like it's a dying sport. It's an old man's game. Like this was the. It was like it was so easy for them. It was on a silver it was platter. Set up. I probably would have became a baseball fan. <laughs> as bizarre as that sounds. If they would have just came back, I mean, you saw it where we literally watched Tom Brady golf, and it had the most viewers that golf has ever had. Right. Like, it's it's, it's something as dumb as that, and they just completely blew it. Yeah, it, it would have been interesting, too, if they could have come to an agreement on a shortened season, something like 50 games, 40, 40 games, 60, you know, some, a, a number like that, because that would have just, like, we already know this season, if they even have a season. This season is going to be different. You know, whether you put an asterisk or not, you know, who knows. But it's going to be different. It's not going to be 162 games. So do something like – I was just talking to somebody. Do something like 40, 50, 60 games where literally every, it's like a sprint to the finish. Every team, even our Tigers, have a legitimate shot. If they can, like, be healthy, get hot, they can make the playoffs and make a run. Whereas, like, trying to just shorten it down to 120, 130 – you know, obviously the scheduling wasn't going to work out and all that stuff, and the players don't want to take a big pay cut and all that. So it just seems like if you're already, like, basically punting on a normal 2020 season, do something, like, almost crazy and just make it just like a, a shortened sprint-to-the-finish type of season. It could have been really cool. could have got a lot more eyes on it. I will say this. What if they're just so much smarter than us where they're like, dude, baseball, like, really kind of sucks? And, like, if all the eyes are on us, like, everyone's going to kind of realize that and, like, Twitter and – social media they're all, everyone's going to turn on us like maybe we should like not come out maybe we shouldn't play because then we will be found out about like because they are a billion dollar industry clearly they're doing something right maybe they shouldn't they didn't want to risk it i don't know yeah galaxy brain i thought that is one train of thought i suppose i don't i don't probably go along with that thought I, and back to what matt said well let's let's go back there the whole holdup is is the compensation you know the players will yeah. not agree with what the owners are proposing the owners won't agree with what the players are saying i don't know i would i would watch it matt if, if it was a 40 game regular season i get what you're saying a race to the finish that's not baseball to me i mean you, i i think even though you know it's going to be in the record books as a shortened season i think they got to figure out some way to at least have, you know, a 70 or 80 game regular season. I mean, that's just me. I mean, they still could do it. I think 
even with all this mess they've had trying to get together with the players' union and the owners, if they were geared up and they were smart enough, man, they would start the baseball season, the regular season, July 4th. What a bang, you know? You'd you'd get away from the hot dog eating and watch your Major League Baseball team. That would have been the way to do it. And you think of the 4th of July, you do think of baseball, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that that would have been the perfect way to do it because a lot of people, you know, a lot of, like, fireworks shows and, you know, some other stuff like that that normally goes on on the 4th of July has been canceled already. Right. So, you know, people might be still having, like, backyard family barbecues, but – you know, if you knew the Tigers were going to be on and you were out on the pontoon, you might turn around and come back and go watch the Tigers on the 4th of July or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see – well, really, I think I lean more towards with the with the players. Like, if the, the owners ask them to take, like, a 70% pay cut, it's like, no. That's, we're, that's pretty steep. We're going out here that, – yeah, that's a little extreme, but – you know, trying you know trying to just come to some sort of agreement like it, it's just kind of crazy. And then them not paying the minor league players and cutting up most of them or all of them is just kind of kind of crazy. It seems a little greedy. Well, that's what it is. It's all greed. But it, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy they couldn't come to an agreement yet. Yeah, the, yeah, those are you guys made some really good points. I'm not gonna lie. The only thing I could think about and this is sort of like something that clicked in my brain: the hot dog eating contest is that canceled? Is that canceled? <laughs> Because that's where we riot. I haven't heard that's officially. That's why you might see me on the front lines. Joey Chestnuts, baby. I don't know. Have you heard, Matt? I haven't heard anything. No. I, I Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. They're just kind of sneaking under the rug a little bit. That that That's going to be, we're talking about how big of a bang baseball would be. Hot dog eating contest is going to come out and be like, we're still alive. Everyone's going to watch it. <laughs> I do think it's got to be in a little trouble, though, because I think New York just went to phase one of – trying to get back to normalcy, haven't they? Yeah, I think they're a little behind, so yeah, yeah. maybe maybe they'll move it to uh to Owasso or something. <laughs> I mean you talk about a, maybe a missed opportunity. Major uh major league eating. What if they had just pushed up the hot dog eating contest during the like the heart of the coronavirus like quarantine? Like that might have gained some new fans. It sure might have. It, right along with the professional cornholing. <laughs> yeah, that I I can't get into that. No, I'm not gonna lie. The, they're too good. The they're Ocho, too good. Yeah, it's not as much fun. <laughs> kind of kind of the same with the darts. I don't know if you've watched that, but same thing. Like they're they're almost like too good. It's kind of impressive for a little bit, but then it's all it's like there's no drama. You guys are just basically hitting every spot you want. But I, I wonder. I was gonna ask what you guys think. Like we've we've talked about base, basketball starting on Christmas Day. Like we just think that should happen, or maybe they should shave some games off of MLB. Do you think maybe some leagues are going to find that through all this? Like maybe instead of 82 games for the NBA, 74 is good. Instead of 162 for baseball, maybe just like 150 or you know 144, something like that. Maybe they'll find that find that out through all this stuff. I don't know if they're ever ever going to shorten seasons anymore. I mean, they're already talking about the NFL is looking to expand. I don't know why anyone, especially with, and they always talk about how the TV deals, maybe they will change when they have their seasons. Like, that's what we're kind of hoping for with the NBA. But I don't think they're ever, any professional league is ever going to shorten the, their season. Probably not. I mean, the one thing, if if they shorten the regular season and expand the playoffs, I think we could go, all be on board with that, couldn't we? I mean, I, more playoffs is better to me. I mean, they're doing that in the NFL. They're adding what an extra team or two. And I remember, if you remember right, the the whole NBA, like the big storyline was they're talking about throwing in a midseason tournament right. before everything you know went to hell. Yeah. But so maybe that is something that they could, some leagues would add. What do, What do you think of that idea in general? 
I like it. A mid-season tournament. I, I like it. What's what is the prize? It was they were going to pay the players. I think like a like a million dollars okay. a piece or something along those lines was what it, it was going to be a big payout for the players. It'd be kind of cool. like I think draft kinda, positioning. Yeah, it'd kind of be one of those things like for those teams that are definitely out, give them a little something to maybe play for. Mm-hmm. I, it'd be it'd be exciting, you know. Um, I'd be curious how they would actually like how it would actually work. You know, <laughs> you take a three week break, kind of like with the, when the Olympics are around. For the World Baseball Classic, you just take like a break or something. Well, and, and well, it, just, it also make you wonder though, how would the elite teams really? Well, it's just like go with the All Star Game. Yeah, get LeBron James to take it seriously. Everybody else is going to take it seriously. Well, that's true. That's a fair point in the NBA for sure. Well, I don't know, guys. I, anything else we want to get on the table here? It's just good to have Jared back. It's, it's a whole different feel. Even though we had a kind of serious discussion yeah. last week, we missed you. I try to lighten things up a little bit, probably bring some dumb uh, comments to the mix, but... I will say this, you know, usually I'm into entertainment stuff, you know, and now that we're kind of getting back to normal, I'm not watching as much TV as I was, but I did took your advice, Matt, and watched uh, Waco. That was, uh, I forgot that that originally ran on the Paramount Network. I don't think I get that, but it, you know, it's been on Netflix now. It was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good uh, uh, production. Yeah, I mean... I didn't know a whole lot about that whole situation. I just knew the basics. So it kind of, you know, showed me a little bit more. I know it's for TV, so it's, you know, a little uh, sensationalized. But it was interesting and short. It was quick, you know, knock it out in a weekend or whatever. So, Jared, if you're never, if you're ever not pouring cement or throwing mulch around, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe give it a watch. Yeah, it's worth it. It's not throwing mulch. That's it's spreading mulch. That's the correct term. I, we don't like when people say throwing mulch. I understand that you not only uh, do you throw rocks. What, what do you do? What are they, what are they called when you? Because it looks like you've been uh, building up a little bit here in the last couple of weeks. You said that. That's not. Or is it because your not, t-shirt's too tight? That's not a positive. <laughs> I, it's that's not. I, he says gaining muscle. It's not muscle. It's not muscle. <laughs> Got to get back on the diet, right? Diet started today. There we started go. it today. All right, all right. It started today. I was I was going to ask you about that. You know, with with these crazy hours you're working. One one summer that I, I lived up in Ludington with a buddy, and we did landscaping. I was on the the mow crew, so I was mowing lawns every day. But um, I mean, we were working similar hours to what you are. And, like, just through that, I remember I, I shed, like, 10 or 15 pounds or something just because, you know, you're out there sweating all the time and you're not necessarily eating. Yeah. I was just eating, like, you know, peanut butter and jelly and some almonds or something for lunch. So I'm not, like, sitting there eating a ton. Like, without even trying, I was losing weight. So maybe yeah. maybe you need to keep spreading that mulch and keep, you know, digging rocks up and stuff. Oh, believe it's If I had any shred of a somewhat decent diet the pounds would be flying but that's the problem got to get there you know i mean when you're you talk talk about how you're packing your lunch you know normally we go out to lunch every day and that's where and the problems get, arise and then you get home and you're starving right so yeah. you scarf down a couple of main street pizzas is that what you're doing I, how much do you think i weigh 400 pounds <laughs> i think two main street pizzas Jeez. well anyway it's glad to have we're glad to have you back jared and uh uh, one, which I wouldn't have Main Street. I'd have rival pizzas. Oh, there you go. Then they do have the best around. Yep. Um, speaking of landscaping, one final question. Now that you've been in it now a couple seasons, what's your favorite part of the job? Uh, clocking say, out. I'm, I'm going to answer that for you. Spreading the hydro seed. <laughs> you guys have hydro seed? Like big... Yes, we do. Do I actually did that last week. Pretty damn fun. Uh, for those who don't know, it's like a, basically it's like a cannon that shoots out <laughs> like uh, straw um grass seed and fertilizer just Ooh, shoot it out that would be kind of fun it's blue so you ever see like a yard it's like blue that's hydro seed now do you drive the dump truck as well oh yeah oh how about that 
It's pretty cool. <laughs> the thing is, like, people, like, people, who, like, I'm an idiot there, but when I go, like, and I talk to you about, like, a yard, like, I'm a, I'm a genius. So that's why it's, like, different realms. It's different, you know, it's all relative. Well, I'll tell you, when you come over for our little Father's Day gathering this year, uh, my wife will have some questions about our yard. She'll, okay. she'll run them at you, all right? That's what, yeah, that's like, well, and we're probably losing so many. Right, it's this. almost time to get out. But of I'll anyway. throw one more. My dad was asking me about like, hey, like, what do you think's going on with this tree? Like, why do you think it's dying? I, I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's got this like disease, uh, like this or that. Like, I had no idea what I was even talking about, but it sounded smart. So, no, I, I definitely remember when I when I did that stuff, or especially I, I worked at Chippewa Hills for a summer, and and you know, was like assistant greenskeeper there. I remember people, like, when I'd go golfing other places or do some other stuff, people would, like, ask me questions like that. Like, hey, why do you think some of these weeds are coming through this green? Or why? Yeah. You know, I'd be like, hey, I don't know. I just I do what I'm told at the course. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they just put a weed, wh- weed whipper in my hand, and I just go to town. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Speaking of, yeah, maybe that's the last thing. Speaking of golf, Jared, are you, are you trying to get on the tour or something? What, are you, you're, like, being all judgy about all these golf courses you're playing. Yeah, yeah here's the thing. So, yeah, so the, so what you're referencing is that I tweeted that any courses with inaccurate or um, poorly marked yards should be shut down. So I, I'm just going to go out and say it. Glen Briar Golf Course, Perry Golf Course. I'm in a big-time money match, you know, like $30, <laughs> which is a lot of money for me. It's like that's a couple hours of work right there. I, so I, I'm not laughing at that. It's coming down to the wire. It's right. a par three, right. and the the and it's and it's where they're moving the, the tees back and forth, you know, and you never know that you go off the sign. Oh. And I, I'm not a pro golfer, but I, I know my yardages where I should not be. So I was about 150 yards out, and I hit my 8-iron. And I hit my 8-iron right around 145 to 155. Like, there's no way in the world I completely airmail the green. Like, you know it's one of those where you hit a perfect shot? Like, you just smoke it right yeah, off the baby. club. And you're looking at it, you're like, oh, like, if the yardage is right, like, this is going to be dead center of the green. Right. And I just completely airmailed it, went out of bounds. <laughs> and, like, it just cost me, like, $30 right there, like, second to last hole. And it's just it's so frustrating. Like, how hard is it to have, like Matt said, somebody like Matt, like a college intern or somebody like me, if I was working at a course, have them walk around. Everyone's got a rangefinder nowadays, even if it's a hunting rangefinder. Just have them ra- laser that in on a few different spots on every single hole and put up a little stake. Like, it's not that hard. I, I should be running a golf course. Well, I was going to ask you that. You brought it up. So you said everybody has a rangefinder. What? Why wouldn't you carry a rangefinder with you to, if, if you're having this problem? That's not my – now you're telling me that not only do I have to come pay to golf at your course, but I'm going to have to provide my own, like, well, ranges. Well, don't some like, guys that golf carry them in their bag or not? I'm just asking – I'm asking an honest question. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's what okay. I mean. But I don't – I mean, that's $300 right oh, there. Oh, I didn't know that either. So it's like – Yeah. I'm going to spend three hundred dollars now. All right, I'm it's on, already expensive enough. I'm on your side. I take that back. How hard is it? I to thought have if a college I did fifty intern. bucks. It, I honestly, I would honestly <laughs> volunteer to do it because it's so easy. If you gave me a rangefinder, I would right. go to my favorite courses and I would do that. Would they do it so every easy. day? Is that what you're saying? Like once a week, okay. whenever they move the tees, yeah, or, right. or you know, it's not that hard. Like even Byron, the Byron course, they write their they spray paint their yardages on a, on trees. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, come on, just throw some stakes in the ground. Maybe, so, maybe, and I'm not taking a shot. Because I know Glenbriar is nice, but you know maybe you need to keep in mind like what courses you're playing. You're not, you're not playing courses that are on the PGA Tour. You know, so I, maybe I'm they, not... they also you talked about having to go out and buy the rangefinder. Maybe they're making do with what they can. I'm not complaining about. Notice how I'm not complaining about the weeds or the quality of the course. I'm complaining about something that is so simple and so right. easy, and it's such an easy thing to fix that that's why I'm complaining about it. Because you could be the yeah. the worst course in the world, and you can have your yardages right. You know, even in my 
terrible golfing ability, I did have a pretty good idea, like when I hit a nine iron, yeah. what my distance was going to be. Yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm not Tiger Woods who's like, oh, I hit 173 yards. <laughs> but, like, I know within, I know that it's marked wrong when I completely airmail the green. Well, like, well, that should not happen. Well, since you had a week off, is there anything final before we sign off that you want to get off your chest here? No, I think that's about it. Like you said, it's good to be back. I'm glad to be back in the saddle recording, and <laughs> I'm glad that sports are going to be back. So, Amen. I mean, we've 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 been killing a lot of time, you know, on these podcasts. Like I said, there's been a lot of good stuff to talk about. I'm glad that we're not going to be talking about the coronavirus. It seems seems for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. like as much as we had been. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So hopefully, no other spikes again. But maybe maybe to tie this one off, did you guys see that Carol Baskin was awarded? Joe Exotics uh, Zoo in I Oklahoma. Did see that. I did. I didn't. I didn't spend the time looking into details. How on earth did that happen? I, I didn't look into many details. Apparently, like a court case, she and through a court case, she was given a settlement. So I'm sure she was saying that they were neglecting the tigers or mm-hmm. something like that. But all I could picture was him sitting in in jail in prison, fuming. Yeah, Just damn Carol Baskins. When he saw that, yeah, <laughs> he, she, I, people hate her. They call her, you know, maybe she is a murderer or whatever. But you, whatever you want to say about her, she's playing chess while these other people in the Tiger game are playing checkers. And everybody knows who she is too. And I, I don't yeah. think she's hurting for a paycheck either. No, I did see that they they said her uh, her husband's death certificate was forged. So that. Oh. Just, maybe adds a little bit to that whole storyline. There may be another episode coming yet. All right, that's going to be a wrap. Your comments and questions are always welcome on social media at 3PointPod or shoot us an email to 3PointPod at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate us on all the big podcast hosting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all the other sites out there. Support our partners, including Advanced Elevator, Card Service Michiana, Corona Connection, Promec Engineering, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, and we want to welcome to the fold Nelson House Funeral Homes. Three Point Podcast is syndicated on Sports Radio Detroit. For Jared Fattel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Fattel, thanking you again for supporting Three Point Podcast. Again, a big shout out to our medical and essential frontliners. You all are heroes out there. Stay safe, buy American, and buy just for now.